0: Hello and welcome everyone, this is On the Barricades, it's another edition of our show which is made uh, and provided to you by Eastern European journalists and academics and activists. Uh, today, of course, we're going to discuss another important, super important Eastern European topic which is uh, basically the continuation of our previous discussions on Ukraine and as Maria indicated in our previous programs, we do the impossible actually which is we to speak about Russia to Russians and now we're going to speak about Ukraine with an Ukrainian uh, moreover, we're going to speak to someone who is from Donetsk, which is the region <coughs> that is in the center of uh, of the conflict and the center of the of the attention. We were initially going to actually discuss what happened over the last two or three weeks uh, and all the diplomatic or semi-diplomatic shenanigans, but uh, provided the radical escalation of the situation over the past 72 hours, we're of course going to start exactly there. And uh, before I say anything uh, about the the very topic where uh, which is uh, <clears throat> which is the theme of uh, today's program. I want to say hello to my co-host Maria Chernat and I want to say hello to our special guest Andrei Buzarov uh, who is a political analyst uh, who specializes in conflict resolutions and conflict analysis. He is now residing in Kiev, but as I said he's from Donetsk. Welcome to both of you. Hi
1: Hi, thank you, boy, and thank you, Maria, for invitation.
0: Right. So uh Andre, please uh Tell us what has actually happened. Like, how do we make sense? How does the Eastern European audience, which is the majority of our the audience of our program, or, or like people from the West interested in our region, what was the most important thing that happened over the last 72 hours? Because we are getting bombastic headlines, like you know, evacuation from uh, Donetsk uh, People's Republic, evacuation from Luhansk People's Republic. Uh, you know, call on all uh, uh, you know healthy men to stand up take arms and uh and prevent what they what, what is being described as kiev's aggression on the other side kiev says we have no plans for any aggression we're not doing anything there are blasts uh you know the, uh, the the kind of gas infrastructure um that has blown up in luhansk people's republic there is there are some reports about kindergartens being uh you know attacked and all the rest like please try and and help our uh, uh, us and our, our, our viewers and our listeners make some sense of what actually happened over the last 72 hours?
1: First of all, I, want, I, I will try to use only facts and some suggestions, my suggestions and explanations of the situation. Concerning the last, uh, last three days or last two days, uh, there are two important facts. Which I think were interesting for the foreign uh, spectators, for the foreign experts, that this, that the the continuing, uh, the ongoing process of the information war, information war between Russia and uh, West, and uh, on the other hand between Ukraine and Russia, and the, the second fact is very important, as you mentioned, Boyan, this is escalation, but escalation not. Uh, not uh, very um, unusual. I mean, during last eight years we saw uh, a lot of escalations like this, and uh, for the majority of the Europeans who are not fully involved in the information situation in Ukraine, it looks like like very special uh, now situation. But for Ukrainians who know deeply inside the situation, especially for the soldiers or Ukrainian soldiers who fought in the east and for Ukrainians who are originally from the east of Ukraine, where there is a border between Russia and uh, Ukraine, the situation uh, is un- unfortunately uh, understandable. And uh, concerning the information bomb, uh, information situation, the information war, I, uh, knowing the, knowing the foreign languages, can can read uh, foreign media and uh, knowing the Russian language, I can I can uh, read uh, the Russian or Belarus or the Russian-speaking media of the post-Soviet countries. And I cannot say. Unfortunately, I cannot uh, say that uh, both parts are adequate. I, I would say that a lot of personal expressions and a lot of personal estimations of the situation and uh, a, a little, a few facts only we have in Western and Russian media, and uh, I think if you want to understand the situation better, you should ask Ukrainians, first of all, because we are inside. The Sounds
0: society. logical. Yeah,
1: yeah we, we, we can advise. Uh, to the west or to the east, what uh, we see. And um, uh, the escalation which is now uh, uh, going on in the west of Ukraine, and I think it will be near the, um, in the nearest two days, unfortunately, uh, it's a part of some kind of uh, hybrid uh, tactics of Russia, first of all. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, the escalation, the, the tense, which we see now in the informational sphere. This is one kind of tense from the Russia, because we saw during the last two weeks, uh, Washington Post, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, The Economist. They wrote a lot of about the uh, possible uh, attack by Russians, but there wasn't any serious signs of uh, of such kind of attack. There, there was a readiness of Russians to see the, to, to show their power, military power, but not to attack but now we see the escalation in the in donbass which also it's very difficult to ex, uh, explain because uh, it's very difficult to explain what is the final aim of russians to use the pressure now maybe it's negotiations maybe it's another part of hybrid war maybe it's another part of demonstration power so even for us for ukrainian analysts it's very difficult to understand to understand what is the final logic of west when they show the imitants of the Russian threat and what are the logics of Russians when they uh, try to use the situation in the east of Ukraine to justify justify the, their actions in the future.
0: Okay, well, so uh, uh, can I just can I just sum up uh, so that I make sure we're on the same page? You're telling us now that the situation, as it is, as as we can see it, as we can observe it, is of course dangerous in and out of itself, and it has been dangerous for for the most part over the last seven or ten years. But it's not really exceptional from the point of view of the people on the ground because you have been through many such uh, info war shenanigans, yeah. and you've seen that in the past, and so on and so forth. Yet. You're not exactly sure what is the end game of the Russians putting pressure right now. Absolutely
1: right. When there are two very important, uh, unusual facts Mm -hmm. which has happened yesterday, Mm -hmm. which we Mm -hmm. didn't see, for example, during last uh, uh, seven years. First, the total mobilization of the separatists, like they Mm -hmm. say, or pro-Russian separatists, they announced this mobilization. And the second fact that behind or between the Russian border and non-controlled border by official government of Kiev which is actually controlled by separatists there is a huge amount of uh, military infrastructure for helping for, for helping for refugees like they say Russians mm-hmm. which are which can go from the not controlled area of donbass so this is a very serious two facts which were not uh, this and has never we, happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. and this is th- 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 it shows that it can be another uh, variant of the evolution of the conflict, or another variant of the scale of the conflict.
0: Yeah, I'm but saying. it doesn't have to lead necessarily to, uh, you know, all-out uh, war. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Maria, please go ahead. I, I interrupted you. Uh, like. <laughs> minutes ago
2: well we've seen a lot of uh, of this conflict and you as a war uh, and conflict analyst you've seen how the propaganda were uh, <laughs> works what surprised me actually in this um, in this conflict was the reaction of your president I would have expected him to go um, and hide somewhere and ask for the. US help and act like a coward and yet, Uh, He proved to be quite a media player because on the day of the invasion, he used uh, the 31 national uh, TV channels to air the same message of unity. He filmed himself using YouTube. This is something new. I think this is the first conflict where you see a president who learned a lot of lessons from Wag the Dog. And who, for the viewers, it is a very well known political satire that is based on the way propaganda were, works. And I was quite surprised to see that. So, uh, is this something maybe that the US didn't schedule like a president that would fight back, but not overtly saying that uh, we don't want a war with the Russians, but trying to package his resistance into some sort of independence, unity, love and understanding of Ukrainian people and so on?
1: Uh, Maria, thanks for the question. Uh, First of all, I want to emphasize that uh, I'm not an official representative of our government because it's very difficult even for us, for independent experts, to understand what is going on between Ukrainian government and uh, our Western allies. But you uh, mentioned very important thing actually: uh, the, the contradiction between uh, the, the official position of official Kyiv of our government and the contradiction, I mean, between uh, our Western allies. Uh, so uh, if you really analyze, uh, at least now, during the last two months, uh, the position of our government, uh, the, it, it's very contradicted to what what uh, the official US embassy say, or Britain embassy say, or Canadian embassy say. And um, uh, For example, four months ago, it was a unanimous uh, position of uh, Ukrainian government and uh, of Western allies. So when uh, United States for the first time hinted and said that it, the, the attack of Russians can be in the February, it was uh, announced last year, that our government reflected reflected very quickly. They confirmed that the, the, the attack can be, but then uh, the position of two parties, they were very distinguished, very distinguished, uh, because the United States, they keep on uh, say officially uh, and uh, without, uh, with the help of the foreign media, Western media, that the attack will be, but our government did not following such kind of logics because our government began to say, no, no, there isn't any kind of uh, science for the threat, there isn't any kind of science of the of imminent attack, there isn't any science of, uh, uh, or for, of, of the possible military attack by Russians to Kiev or Kharkov. So we in Ukraine cannot understand why it is going on, because we used to see the unanimous position uh, between uh, Ukrainian government, wh- whoever president mm-hmm. Poroshenko Zelensky, and we, uh, unanimous decision with our foreign allies, whoever is a president in the United States, Obama or Biden, it was always one position about Russia mm-hmm. or against Russia, I would say. Mm-hmm. But now we don't see such kind of position. That's why I think that uh, there is a very serious. I want to emphasize very serious mistrust between uh, Biden administration and between uh, Zelensky administration. What what are the reasons of such kind of mistrust? It's very difficult to explain. We can make one uh, additional program, TV program Mm -hmm. to explain such kind of thing because Mm -hmm. this is a result of historical, I would say, things of the last two years political, geopolitical, but the fact that, unfortunately, we have a serious mistrust. And the second thing, that that despite this American-Ukrainians misunderstanding, uh, Americans keep on helping us uh, with the help of military uh, supplement, not only Americans and British, Canadian, Danish, and Mm -hmm. other allies of United States, but, but on the other hand, our government keep on Uh, continuing the negotiation with Mm. Russians within the Normandy format, but without Americans, only with the help of France and Germany. And they have additional uh, local player, but very important player, geopolitical player, this is Turkey, because Erdogan Mm. came to us several weeks ago, Macron Came to us several weeks ago. All our shows came to us or, or, or seven weeks ago. But simultaneously, the same week we have the visit of uh, British premier, which proposed to be an ally, but another ally, not from normal format. The, the, the so-called we call it anglo Sox uh, or Anglo-Sax uh, or the Baltic uh, uh, Union with Poland and with Britain. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So actually the, the our government now should choose where yeah. are the allies, the real allies. This is Anglo Sax countries or this is Norman Deformant, Turkey, and possible. And they keep on going uh, con- um, negotiations with Russia. So it's very mm. difficult geopolitical. This is a yeah, clash clash, I, clash, of, I, clash of civilizations, actually. I can't even mm-hmm, word, mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm.
0: Well, okay, that's that's like if we want to talk about a clash of civilizations, we could make <laughs> another four programs about it, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. And the history of Ukraine, sort of uh, depicting it and stuff like that. But you know, I wanna uh, uh, I wanna go back to what you said in the beginning now of of this segment of uh, that. Uh, well, there are those things, those contradictory positions put forward by the Ukrainian government, and there are many reasons for that, but apparently one reason or at least this is how I read it please push back if you don't if you feel this is not correct, but I read it that you, you know the Americans just have have gone, you know, have have gone one step too far. I mean, the, the amount of hysteria, the amount of pressure, the amount of you know, uh, w- drumming on, on uh, for war and 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 s- sort of trying to um, you know, to escalate this tension or this feeling, this perception of the tension between Russia and Ukraine, and and that the Ukrainian government said, "Hey guys, I mean, you really uh, you're going step, you're making one step too far because it's, it's it's actually ruining our economy. I mean, people are getting scared, the oligarchs are fleeing, you know, things are getting really." Dis- so, I mean, perhaps you should just, you know, calm down a little bit. Which was actually a phrase that was exchanged during a phone call. That, that's what media reported. A phone call between Zelensky and Biden, which was very strange. It sounded like a row to me because normally you don't get two presidents saying to each other, "Calm down," right? Like this is this is rather unusual. So, I'd like you to please comment uh, comment very briefly on, on, on this, and and also, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I I I wonder whether you could just make uh, some kind of educated guess if there, if, if Russians, uh, if those, um, if those negotiations that are happening within this Normandy format with Turkey, without Turkey, and stuff like that, without the US and without Britain, pretty much, because they are the kind of hardliners here, they really want to see uh, something hot happening around, but uh, you know. If this, if this could lead to something, because f- as far as Russia is concerned, the Minsk Accords are on the table, and if Ukraine does not adhere to the Minsk Accords, no negotiations make sense in the final aftermath. Could you please like you know, comment on those two elements that I just... Mentioned?
1: I want to say, um, first of all, about your question concerning the American-Russians, uh, mm-hmm. American-Ukrainians, uh, misunderstanding. I want mm-hmm. to say uh, several facts which would be very interesting for you. Uh, first two facts, uh, additional facts. This is the evacuation of the diplomatic staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a very interesting move by our foreign allies. Uh, why interesting? Because they did not evacuate it from Ukraine at all. They evacuated from one city to another city, uh, from Kyiv, the capital, to Lviv, yeah. the, the most, uh, the biggest, uh, uh, know, uh, city, city in, in the Poland, west, which yeah. is in the west, which is actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Poland. But, but. Eight years ago or seven years ago, when there was an eve, when there was the most radical escalation in our history, when there was an actual war between Ukraine and Russia in the Donbass, the the, the serious annexation of Crimea. So where there was a real threat in 2014 of the real threat for Kyiv, no diplomatic staff were evacuated. No one from American and uh, British Embassy were evacuated, from Canadian. There wasn't even any kind of announce of, 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 of possible evacuation. So, during the radicalization and military escalation in our country eight years ago, Americans and our West allies did not evacuate it, no, no no member. Now, when there isn't any kind of escalation, thanks God, military escalation like it was six years ago, they actually evacuated everybody. So, what does it mean? It means. I think that uh, there is some kind of information, maybe intelligence, maybe, I don't know, that can be or could something happen in Kyiv, in the capital. But it doesn't mean it can be Russian military intervention or it can be the the chaos, the demonstration, for example, against something. That's why it's very delicate thing. I I don't want, I I cannot say that Russian will not uh, will not use power. I don't know. It depends on the Putin. But if, this is the second fact, and this is the second question of Boyan, if the negotiations will keep on with Russians, and if the consensus, I would say, possible consensus concerning the implementation of Minsk agreement will be found, I think that part of Ukrainian society, the most radical, they will not perceive it. And they will organize the demonstrations, the manifestations, the the the, the different mottoes in the key or in Lviv. and they will say: if you analyze our Russian-speaking or Ukrainian-speaking media, you would say that a lot of politicians, a lot of influential radical uh, groups, they are against any kind of consensus with Russia. It doesn't mean Minsk agreement or. Uh, bulgarians or romanian agreements with russia it doesn't mean whatever you create they will not percept anything
0: okay what do they want this a, what do they, they want
1: they want to freeze the situation like it was seven years so to 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 leave to leave it like it was so hybrid semi, we call that semi-frozen conflict mm-hmm. not frozen because mm-hmm. it wasn't actually frozen but it wasn't mm-hmm. Uh, like a real war, it was in 2014. So it was semi-frozen conflict. They was to to leave it like it is and to benefit politically and geopolitically because politically they can use it during the elections to see that they're against Russians Uh and geopolitically they can benefit from the Western Islands to take the money for the fighting against Russia, uh, it's, it's a geopolitical thing. That's why I think that our president and his team they are frightened of the possible consensus with Russia. And Russians also knew that uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it, can, it can provoke the demonstration in Kyiv. That's why the, the the American intelligence, I think, the American secret service, they understand that in Kiev can something. <coughs> That's why they evacuated, not from Ukraine. They did, they they keep on supporting Ukraine, but they evacuated to another city. And Russians now uh, they are keeping on, and Germany, France, they negotiate with with our president. And today, today, yesterday, I think you you saw the the interview of uh, Biden, which said, "I advise to Zelensky not to go to Munich." I told him. Ten times not to go to Munich, to Germany, to the uh, security conference. But our president uh, went today, it was official confirmation, that he decided to go to Munich conference. So I think the Munich conference, this is a part of negotiation in the Normandy format with Germans, France and other parts. That's a very delicate thing. Okay yes, uh, say,
2: so now what i would like to say here is uh, this announcement this obsession with the announcement of the invasion my speculation is the following the americans knew that something is going to happen because they planned it or else how could you be certain that Russians are going to attack and you announce that they and they are going to be so stupid as to say, Oh, thank God you announced it in the Washington Post. This is what we are going to do exactly what you said. This is so bizarre. This is so bizarre. Unless, unless the Americans knew something and they were planning to do. And they were expecting Russians to react because otherwise (laughs) it's simply absurd. What did they expect for Putin to come out and say, "Oh, I read it in the Washington Post. We are going to invade." This is or in the
0: sun or in the sun at three a.m. in the morning, like
2: right now. Three a.m. Be prepared. I mean, come on. (laughs)
1: Yes, it's looked like very funny, Maria, uh, especially about your position that uh, Americans, uh, they, they knew something, they, you, they always knew something, you know, but it depends on what uh, and how they use it. And uh, I can blame now uh, Americans that they uh, did not, didn't, I mean, they um, acted uh, in, in the non-correct way because they have their own interest in our country. And you have to understand that they have very serious political, and geopolitical, regional interest in our country. You know it better than me. Uh, Russians also have a very serious civilization and historical uh, interest in our country. That's why I always say about the clash, clash of uh, civilization. And uh, when they say, said about the date, uh, the Americans said about the date of the invasion, uh, certainly the majority of the uh, Ukrainian analysts, even pro Western, they um, did not percept it seriously but the demonstration of the power of russians near the border is also very seriously and yeah. i as a person from from east of ukraine who, 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 who i have a native russian language i know the culture of russians and I, my relatives live in russia in donbass I, I i i am not sure that they are joking mm-hmm. they uh, maybe will use political Pressure, first of all, and mm-hmm. economical pressure, not military. It's quite obvious. I, that's why I don't believe that they will use um, um, uh, military power. They mm-hmm. are interested in, in political pressure, and they actually uh, succeeded in, in, in this sphere because uh, Russians did not, if the Russians will not use a military action, the, the, the Ukrainian allies, Boyan uh, uh, said this thing and told this thing at the beginning of our program about the, our allies, some of them out of the country, some of the inside of the country, some of, of them, I think, they negotiate with Russians and with uh, United States. Some of them, uh, they don't understand what to do. The Ukrainian ally, the government, and the so-called political establishment, they will try to balance. And, and, and they now, they cannot understand what to do. What to do. I, I see the various... Uh, the lack of understanding of situation mm-hmm. by our allies.
0: Okay, uh, the last minute of the program. Just tell me, please, if you feel in this chaos that emerged, uh, you know, or that has been emerging over the last seven years. Now we're in a situation where it's pretty much lose-lose for the uh, for the Ukrainian population because it's like, you know, whatever is whatever happens. For the sake of resolution of the conflict, it's bad for the radical elements in the Ukrainian establishment who want to benefit, uh, you know, from this uh, situation because they can, you know, mobilize the emotions of people, uh, you know, against Russia or against whatever imminent invasion stuff like that, and they can benefit economically to some extent going going around, you know, the globe and begging for more arms, more money, more, you know, whatever, right? Although I'm not sure whether it's going to be working so well vis-à-vis the kind of loans that were actually, uh, you know, rejected recently. Uh, so if you could just. If you could just comment on that very briefly, like one minute before we uh, you know before we end this segment
1: uh, I always um, uh, boy I always supported uh, uh, the idea of stabilization of situation in the donbass and I always supported some to, to some extent the implementation of uh, Minsk agreement concerning the resolution. but uh, I think that our government, the previous the the previous one and the current one, because of the political reasons, they didn't want to really find the solution. They always mm-hmm. keep on using the Russians that they will uh, use aggression. The Russians that didn't want to find the consensus. Uh, but I think that the uh, question not only in the Russians, the question also in the, some uh, the, the the political allies in Ukraine. They they they, they frightened to find some kind of solution because of the radicalization situation. So now we will see what will be because we cannot keep on uh, consuming. Preserving the same situation, like it was at yes more at year. I think mm-hmm. we have a final, final countdown.
0: For yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. That's
1: the next huge. That's,
0: yeah. that's what it seems like. Okay, on this, uh, on this point, we're ending the first segment of our program. Thank you, Maria and Thank you, Andre. And thank you to our all viewers and listeners. Please don't forget to go to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/TheBarricade, where, to the extent that you feel you can afford, you can make a monthly subscription to support our independent journalism. Thank you so much, and see you in the next segment of the program.